a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you're with us today. Uh, congratulations to all the winners in Tuesday's primaries, including uh, Rebecca Shmui of the D.C. Project, who won her Republican primary for state representative in the uh, state of Kansas on Tuesday night. Hoping that we can uh, connect with her in the next couple of days to talk about uh, what her plans are. If she is elected in the uh, general election in November, and I think that that is going to happen. Uh, We've got something else to talk about on today's program, however. The continued flipping the bird to the Supreme Court on the uh, part of anti-gun jurisdictions around the country. The uh, latest example of this coming from Boulder, Colorado, where uh, Boulder County officials have uh, banned so-called assault weapons. They have uh, enacted a number of additional gun control laws after a a hearing on Tuesday night. Now, this comes, by the way, you know, not only after the Supreme Court's decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, but it came after a federal judge in Colorado uh, put a halt to a similar ban on so-called assault weapons uh, that the town of Superior, Colorado, had imposed Uh, in boulder county not only does this ordinance uh, ban the sale and purchase but not the possession of uh, so-called assault weapons uh, this also uh, includes a ban on gun sales for adults under the age of 21 and establishes a waiting period for purchasing a firearm another ordinance also bans the possession of so-called ghost guns home-built firearms that uh, are not serialized because they are not in the stream of commerce. Uh, They also expanded the number of sensitive places in Boulder County where guns will be banned. Even if you possess a concealed carry license, uh, all public buildings uh, and, quote, sensitive public areas such as courthouses, hospitals, and, yes, public parks, which are not sensitive places in any semblance of that phrase. I mean, when you walk into a public park, there's no metal detectors there. Generally speaking, you don't have any uh, additional law enforcement presence at a public park. In fact, chances are there's not going to be any law enforcement presence there. So I have to say that uh, the totality of these gun control ordinances imposed in Boulder County last night I think a lot of them are not long for the uh, the legal world here. Uh, as a matter of fact, at least one of those, speaking in opposition to the uh, gun control ordinances, said, uh, if you pass them, Rocky Mountain gun owners will add you to the list of places that we are suing over this. There was uh, Kevin LaRusso with Rocky Mountain gun owners. He said, it's already been established that we will win. Uh, Commissioner Claire Levy said, well, the superior ban on so-called assaultments, that's different because they ban the possession of those guns. We're only banning the transfer and the purchase of these firearms. She said, uh, quote, it's an effort to uh, meant to reduce the saturation of a type of weapon that is, quote, designed to cause as much damage and death as possible in the shortest amount of time. Another Boulder County Commissioner, Matt Jones, saying, eh, it doesn't really matter if it's constitutional or not. We'll, we'll leave it up to a judge to decide. He says, quote, I don't subscribe to the theory that more guns make us safer. How about subscribing to the idea that the Second Amendment protects the right to both keep and bear 
arms. About that, you subscribe to that, Commissioner? Um, I got to say again, I, I suspect the lawsuits are coming. I suspect that uh, many of these ordinances are going to be struck down. Um, but it is worth noting. It doesn't really matter what the Supreme Court says. I saw a, a poll yesterday showing uh, approval of the Supreme Court by Democrats right now is something like 13%. So if you are a, an anti-gun Democrat, I mean, you see it as a badge of honor at this point to reject what the Supreme Court said in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin and to put laws on the books that, frankly, you know are, are, are going to make life harder. They're designed to make it more difficult to exercise what the court has said and what the Bill of Rights clearly states is a right of the people that shall not be infringed. Uh, one of the other uh, Boulder County Commissioners, uh, uh, Maria uh, Locherin, 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 I don't know, it sounds like a uh, antifungal topical cream, apologies for anybody named uh, Locherin, uh, pushed back on the idea that the ordinance that was approved was in any way rushed or simply symbolic. Now, I don't, I don't think it's either of those things. I mean, they've had more than a year to do this. They started talking about this after the uh, shooting in Boulder, Colorado at the King Super Supermarket last March, so I don't think it's been rushed. And I don't think it's symbolic. I think that they plan on enforcing these measures. I just think they're unconstitutional. Uh, but she said that uh, she had hoped to somehow impact gun violence since the 1999 Columbine High School shooting. Locally, though, she said uh, elected officials around the region have been meeting since the King Super shooting to discuss what can be done. She says this has been over a year after the passage of Colorado state law that allows local jurisdictions to respond to gun violence, to create laws and regulations that will protect our residents and our citizens and our constituents. And ultimately, she said, uh, or her, her colleague, Commissioner Levy, said, uh, we have to do our part. Well, your part's not going to do anything. I mean, so first of all, these are misdemeanor ordinances. The idea that a committed killer, somebody who has planned out this, this attack, dreamt of it, Right. Obsessed over this for days or weeks or months at a time, intending to murder as many innocent people as possible. The idea that they're going to be stopped because there's a local ordinance in place that says, oh, you can't carry a gun here. Or a local ordinance that says, uh, uh, you know what, uh, you can't uh, buy a quote unquote assault weapon in Boulder County. You got to go to another county. The idea, again, that this is going to stop a single act of violence is ridiculous. But frankly, Colorado Democrats have known for years that their gun control efforts aren't reducing violent crime. In 2013, the state passed a ban on so-called large-capacity magazines. The state imposed universal background checks. And every year since, violent crime in Colorado has gone up. It's trended in the wrong direction, despite those gun laws applied at the state level that were, uh, you know, designed to protect the safety of Coloradans. Uh, these local ordinances are <laughs> going to be even less effective than the already ineffective state-level gun laws. And yet, if you are a law-abiding citizen, your rights will be impacted. So the lawsuits are coming, and I suspect the uh, court victories for gun owners are coming as well, but we'll keep our eyes on things. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. Boy, this one, I got to tell you, uh, 
this is a head scratcher to me, 12 year old who murdered 13 year old sentenced to supervised probation. Prince George's County, Maryland, the DC suburbs is where this uh, story comes from. Fox five uh, reporting that um, family members of King Douglas were in the courtroom yesterday for the sentencing of the now 14-year-old who shot uh, their family member. Police say when the teenager was just 12 years old, he shot and killed 13-year-old King Douglas. Uh, At the hearing on Tuesday, Fox 5 reports that those on both sides of the courtroom cried and could be seen trembling. Others bowed their heads to pray several times. The victim's family wanted a tougher penalty for the teen, Fox 5 reports, but the judge told the court that it's his job to follow Maryland law when it comes to juveniles. And that means that the 14-year-old is going to face nothing more than indefinite supervised probation. He has to undergo family and individual counseling. He has to undergo anger management. He has to wear a GPS monitoring device. But he will not be going to jail. He will not be going to juvenile hall. And as a matter of fact, he has been out without any type of GPS monitoring at all. According to Fox 5, some people stormed out of the courtroom when the sentencing came down. King Douglas's mother called it a slap in the face, saying, quote, to completely allow this boy to have freedom after a murder. And saying, you know, I understand how serious this crime is, and then allow this boy. There's no worse crime than murder, and you allowed this child to get off a murder case that he admitted to. It's crazy to me. I'm heartbreaking. She said it's heartbreaking. It's sad. I'm worried. I'm really worried about our juvenile. Uh, Yeah, I think we should be worried about the juvenile justice system because there's not justice being done here. I, I understand the argument that, okay, well, this uh, kid was 12 years old uh, when he committed a murder. uh, And so he shouldn't spend the rest of his life in prison. Okay. There's a far cry between shouldn't spend the rest of his life in prison and shouldn't go spend any time behind bars at all. Again, he murdered somebody. I, I, I I don't see how a GPS monitor device or even anger management and and, and counseling is an appropriate sentence for murdering somebody. But this is Maryland. Again, you know, happy to put all kinds of gun control laws in place. Again, aimed at legal law-abiding gun owners. But when it comes to violent crime and violent criminals, the state seems to be taking a much more hands-off approach. Uh, Today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Auburn, Washington where a gas station clerk able to uh, protect themselves against an armed robber. This was uh, Monday night. The uh, clerk who pulled the trigger uh, told KOMO News on Tuesday that he's still processing the shooting. He's thinking of the 19-year-old man who was killed, along with that 19-year-old's family member. Uh, Police were called out Monday morning uh, just before 1230 a.m., so just after midnight. Uh, For a report of a shooting and a robbery attempt, when police arrived, they found the body of a man who had been shot at least once. Uh, That man pronounced dead of the scene. Uh, Authorities say that they're still trying to piece together what happened during the incident. Uh, Police spokesperson uh, Colby Crosley said, we don't know if the person who was shot and killed acted alone or had help. Uh, They do have apparently surveillance video. Officers say it's too soon to know if the clerk is facing charges, but it sure sounds like it was a case of self-defense here. 
Uh, and folks who live in the area say that uh, they've seen more crime uh, in recent months. Uh, one guy named Kevin Olson, who actually doesn't live in the area, but he works construction for a project next door, says there's drug use rampant uh, near a uh, nearby grocery store. They steal converters. There are fights out here daily. He says it's terrible. He says that uh, he is not surprised that the clerk had to act in self-defense, says that uh, he and his coworkers feel like they're left to fend for themselves. He says, I, I think it's a good thing he defended himself. He says, I mean, the cops can't do anything. People smoke their crack right by police. They ride their bicycles right by. Eventually, these citizens have to do something about it. Well, <clears throat> you know, listen, we're not talking about vigilanteism. We're talking about self-defense. We're talking about protecting your life, not going out there and trying to, you know, clean up the community by taking criminals out. This was a guy who was simply at work when he was apparently and allegedly the victim of an armed robbery attempt. So we'll keep our eyes on this story, let you know any more details as they become available. But I got to tell you, I mean, with violent crime on the rise across the country, in many parts of the country, um, I think we are seeing more and more Americans choose, even if they've never owned a gun before in their life, choose to exercise their Second Amendment rights, not because they're eager to put their gun to use, not because they're looking forward to one day uh, getting a chance to act in self-defense, but because they are deeply concerned about their own personal safety and the safety of those that they love. All right, finally, uh, today's good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, we'll able to do the right thing. A, a teenager in Washington County, Pennsylvania, who uh, first had to leap out of a burning building uh, before helping others to do the same. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a crazy story. Uh, Western PA, fire broke out at this uh, apartment building around uh, 1 a.m. yesterday morning near Pittsburgh. Uh, 17-year-old Fallon O'Regan jumped from a window and then started to help his neighbors escape the blaze. He said, uh, me and Robert, who's his downstairs neighbor, had to move a trampoline from the side of the house to these three bedrooms on the last part of the house because they would have gotten hurt if we didn't. Uh, after the uh, teenager and the downstairs neighbor did that, uh, the upstairs neighbors were still a little reluctant to jump out the window, but ultimately they didn't have a choice. Uh, that was their one egress out of the burning building. Uh, Michael Groot says you look out the window and the fire is shooting through your doorway and you literally have fire coming at you and you have to jump. You have to jump. Officials say that the uh, quick action taken by uh, Fallon O'Regan and his downstairs neighbor helped save several trapped people. Uh, Tim Miller, who's the second assistant fire chief for the Bentleyville Fire Department, said they prevented a lot of injuries. There was one person who uh, suffered minor injuries to their leg, three others who uh, were treated for smoke inhalation, but it could have been a lot worse. And uh, Fallon O'Regan's mom, Becky Williams, uh, said that she is proud of her son, telling him in front of the cameras, you're a hero, baby. Well, in the right place, at the right time, we'll able to do the right thing. Uh, again, Fallon O'Regan, we appreciate your very good deed. And that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I appreciate you being a part of the program as always. I would encourage you to check out the website, bearingarms.com, for even more of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. We've got you covered throughout the day. Uh, if you like what you see, you can also become a VIP subscriber. All you have to do is go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for your support, we're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else, news stories, analysis. Again, it's our way of saying thank you for supporting the independent pro-Second Amendment reporting that we do at Bearing Arms each and every day. We will be back tomorrow with even more Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Until then... 
Be well. Be safe. Be free.